Good evening and welcome to a special edition of Canon Talk, where we do the season, mid-season uh, ratings of the players of the season. With my host, Aiden. How's it, guys? Sorry, I was a bit jumpy over there because I was going to say that if this was the exam, most of these Arsenal players would be failing. So let us start with the goalkeepers. Um, personally, for me, Leno has been one of the shining stars in our team, and I'm going to give him a 8.5. I know that he's, he's conceded a lot of goals, but if it wasn't for him, I feel that we would have been lingering way, way further down at the bottom. So I'm going to give it 8.5. He's pulled some vital saves. Um, that amazing save against Man City, even though it was in vain. Um, we can also look at that save he made against Tottenham when we were 2-0 down, which could have been 3-0. So, you know, Leonard has been very pivotal for us at the moment. So 8.5, I'm going to give him. And then... When I go to Martinez, he started off very brightly. I can remember in the first few podcasts, we we were speaking, you know, maybe he could actually come in and do a job yeah. in the Premier League. So, afterwards, he started making silly errors and silly mistakes started creeping in and we started conceding silly goals in the Europa League. Even in the in the Carabao Cup, there was a against Liverpool where that one shot it like crept in past him, his hand could have been a bit stronger. So, if he had been consistent, would have given him a higher rating, but I'm going to give him a 6.5. Okay, so for my ratings, I've given Leno an 8. You know, um, you know, up to yesterday with that howler against Chelsea, you know, many, I, I saw, you know, the, the fans were quite, I want to say split, because I think the, many were also like very forgiving, because, you know, he's actually saved us from being even lower down in the league you know, saved us from, you know, like real ass whoopings when it could have been, you know, real heavy defeats where he ended up making it almost like a narrow defeat. And I mean, he's, he's become now almost like the player of the sea, uh, play, sorry, player of the month for Arsenal. He's rated highest in the in the Optus stats with the goalkeepers for, you know, most saves made, which, you know, on the flip side, this is not a good thing because it means your defence is not really protecting you. But as I said, I've given him an eight and I mean, he's been our Mr. Reliable and... As for Martinez, uh, you know, also very average season he's having. You know, as you said, start off brightly and then kind of petered off, you know, the, the further we got into, say, the League Cup and uh, the Europa League as well. But, I mean, that goes also hand in hand with a, no real protection given by the defence. So it's not like he's left even more vulnerable. So I've given him a 6.5, you know, very able when called upon, but, you know, also not, you know, the best as, a, as I would have thought. And now we switch our attention to the defenders. Are you going to start, Aiden? Or no, I... no, you, you, you can go with the defenders first. Uh, I'll go down with, like, you know, regards to the squad numbers in the defense. Uh, Ballard and I'll, I've given a five. You know, he struggled to regain his form and fitness. I really expected. I mean, look, a person was, like, you know, patient with him, knowing that he's come, come off a horrific injury. But now that you know, he's now almost like being embedded in the under-23 side, came into the first-team setup, trained, you know, first-team, in the first-team setup and that. But, uh, you know, that is what I find so sad of it all. It's also him being, you know, where he's like lost that kind of edge, you know, that, that speed that we all know him for. You can see he's almost like very cautious when he's like, you know, taking off on that, that leg. 
you know, with the stability of the knee and all that. And I mean, I worry myself when I watch him play and, and the pitches, like, you know, it's really slicked up. Because, I mean, it takes one little slide or even could do his knee in again. So, you know, very average or mediocre five I've given him. Tierney, I've given a six. I think he's also discovering now the Premier League is, you know, a different animal to the the Scottish Premier League. You could actually see in Europa League, I think many uh, the, the the foreign teams, and they were, you know, caught kind of off guard with the way he plays. So they didn't really read him. But now in the Premier League, you could see when he did come on, uh, he, he's almost like, you know, having difficulty with, you know, almost like being too predictable with his runs. Because, I mean, it takes a matter of probably a game or even during a game for, for defenders to or wingers to, you know, pick out your weaknesses. So, you know, a lot to learn. I, I mean, his injury also came a bad time now. Like, you know, us now missing him for about three months now with that shoulder injury. Uh, Socrates, I've given a five. For the majority of the season, he's been woeful. Um, decision-making at times. And, and uh, it was like it goes also hand-in-hand with Mustafi, which we also still get to. But it's like everybody was always just focused on Mustafi's errors. And the minute Mustafi got pulled out of the firing line, then you actually see his weakness come to the fore. So, I mean, uh, also somebody that I honestly I don't see, you know, being further than probably this season still with us. Because I don't see almost like a future having somebody with that. I mean, look, he's got also a short fuse. He does, you know, almost like silly things on the ball as well. So, yeah, five for him. Um, holding, also five. Just not the return also I expected. Um, you know, he's had even more games in the under-23s. Tw- um, but I think it's also like every th- every time it's not like he's, he's coming kind of, like, you know, sort of back in training. Then he has these little setbacks. And that is always uh, the shame I find with, you know, these knee injuries when it happens to young players. Because it will always like keep on, keep on. It's almost like if I could just go off topic a bit, like with Oxley Chamberlain, he's just come back after almost like a year out with that uh, knee ligament uh, damage at the end. And then, you know, in, in one of the games the other day, he yeah, does his ankle ligaments again. So, you know, that type of thing. It's also a shame. Um, Mustafi, I've given a four. Always, you know, an, an accident waiting to happen. Uh, you know, came in also, if I drop on the Chelsea game, you know, when you think to yourself, you know, you, you're wishing him well with, you know, when he comes in and, and puts up a sort of performance like he was doing in the early stages of the Europa League. But, I mean, he does these sort of errors, you know, he's always this, you know, there's always an accident somehow it needs to happen or a chance given to the opposition to score. And he normally gives that opportunity. So, you know, another that I honestly, I don't I'll probably see still seeing the season out with, but uh, for the future, I honestly don't think so. Um, Callum Chambers. Some days good, some days bad. You know, sometimes I think his performances... He needs, I think, also somebody more stable alongside him for him to grow as a player. Because if you... You know, alongside somebody like a Mustafi or a, a Socrates or at times even a David Luiz, you're almost like going to be almost like a nervous wreck as well. So it's not also a good way to be mentored by somebody say like that alongside you. Uh, David Luiz, I've given a four. Expected also a lot, lot more. Expected him to come with sort of leadership qualities, um, you know, to, to almost like, you know, put his foot down with the squad in it. But you see him urging the crowd and whatever, then he ends up pulling people down or giving away, you know, stupid free kicks, stupid fouls. Uh, and I mean, it all adds up 
costing us also position-wise also always all over the place from uh, set pieces and even when when you have attacking players run at him he's always backing off instead of going for the tackle or jockeying a player um Kolasinac, i've given a five attacking always a threat um but you know the biggest sore point to his game defensively is weak he's never picking up people he always looks lost when we have uh, to defend corners or, or attacking positions he's always you know, all that kind of jogging back. He has it at, at full burst. I mean, that is why I give him props. When he is attacking in full flight, he is, you know, impossible to stop. But when it comes to defending, he just trots along. And I mean, that's also not good enough for Arsenal Football Club. Um, Saka, normally midfielder, but I'm classifying him as a defender since he's not doing a, a job now as an alternate left back with all the injuries now in defence. Um you know, left wing having to play left back, it's also a lot to ask for somebody that's so young. But, you know, it's almost like throwing like, the kid into the ocean and telling him, look, you got to swim now. But, I mean, so far, I mean, he, he, there are errors to his game, which, you know, he's going to correct as he grows older. But, I mean, for now, respect, honestly, for that. You know, that's why I'm, I, I've given him a six. And that's my, like, you know, the end of my defense. Okay, so going back to it, I, I feel that I have, would say similar kind of ratings, but, you know, some ways, some other places I do differ slightly. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, Hector Balladin. I'm going to give him a five. Yeah. You know, there, there were games where he showed some some of his old form back in, like, those back, but like you mentioned, that knee injury of his has kind of eat him a bit because that confidence level has dropped. He doesn't show that raw pace, like to go a bit off topic. I remember that goal that Arsenal scored versus Bayern Munich in a 2-0 defeat, um, a 2 victory where Paladin took on was a Thiago Alcantara with that blistering pace. Yeah. And I just feel that he doesn't have that anymore, like you mentioned. And like the wingers are able to now take him on with that extra bit because you had that advantage of, you know, if a defender, I mean, a player got past him, he was able to cut the cut the cross out or make the tackle in time. So I'm going to give him a five. Um, when I go to look at Kieran Tierney, I'm going to give him a six as well. Um, Capital One, I mean, the Carabao Cup and the Europa League, he was fantastic. Like, I thought that he was going to make a massive difference coming into the EPL because his crosses were second to none. And... His one-on-one tackles were very good, but when he came to the the Premier League, it was a diff- total different kettle of fish for him. Like you could see that the game was a bit fast for him. He would get caught at the position from time to time. So that's why I'm going to give him a six. It could have been better if his performances like kept consistent in the uh, Premier League. Um, Socrates, whew, that one I'm going to give him a four. Because there's been many games where his individual errors just cost us. The one that still sticks to my heart was that one against Watford where he got caught on the ball and gave a goal away. Then also with regards to your favorite things he does in the box at Cryfton. So <laughs> I was to give him a, a four. Rob Holding, as you mentioned, you know, showed so much promise last season. He was actually one of the stalwarts in the team. He was every week in the team, and it seemed like he had the composure between Mustafi and Socrates when they were paired up with him. 
but that injury definitely did a lot of damage. So I'm going to give him a five. There's still a lot to come from him, but I just hope that these injuries does, don't keep on recurring because it's going to shatter him as a player with confidence-wise. Like, he's also making little errors here and there. So, you know, there's a lot to be proved, but, you know, will it happen with all the things that's happening, with all the injuries happening to him? So I'm going to give him a five. Then Mustafi, you know, he started very well. And you, you brought it up in the previous podcast of, you know, is it maybe Socrates that also was just as bad as even Mustafi with a cooler head could actually, you know, make a difference? Because these first few games, look at it, you had clean sheets. But when you threw him into the big games that counted, you could see why he wasn't playing. So I'm going to give Mustafi a four because... Whenever he came on, we were a goal waiting to happen. As you saw with Chelsea, it happened with Norwich. And he also has a tendency to back off kind of what happened yesterday with a Tammy Abraham goal. Then Callum Chambers, I think you couldn't have described him better. One moment he's changing a game with an equalizing goal and, you know, a good assist. The next, he does it against Man City where Gabriel Jesus dispossesses him and he's one-on-one with the keeper. It just sums up, up our defense, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a six because, he, let's face it, he has been one of the consistent ones, but he's also had moments of madness. I'm going to give Chambers a six. David Luiz, quite disappointed in him. He's going to get a five from me, but I expected more because he was coming in, leadership in the dressing room, and I thought, you know, in, in a lot of our games, we always discuss it. Whenever Arsenal's under the cosh, you'll see him telling the players, keep your head, keep your head, keep your head. And what does he do? Like you mentioned, three minutes later, he pulls someone down immediately. Or, you know, he lets out, he just dives into a, a reckless tackle. And you're thinking to yourself, you just told the other guys to calm down. So the end's my right. Like, he, he has potential. We saw yesterday a different David Louis. So... Maybe the coaching staff can maybe coach an uncoachable player. Let's see if that can happen. Got a C-Natch. He's going to get a six from me. Mm. He, like you saw, he can come on a game. He can change a game. But he can also throw a game away. His, his attacking point is much stronger than defense. But it just doesn't seem like, you know, if you know you're weaker in a certain part. You will actually try to work on it in training. But I don't think he does that. I mean, a lot of our goals, you look at that Man City game, Raheem Sterling just peeled off him. And a lot of other goals, he he's always caught napping, looking in no man's land. And next thing you know, his players lost him. He likes and, yes, yes. That, and I don't know how you can teach that to him, but it's definitely something that needs to be worked on. And also, for the life of me, how is a left-back? Or a wing back, you get caught offside so many times. But he's been a good, consistent player for us thus far. And we can go to Saka. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're not rating him on the midfield aspect, but you know, defensively, he's he's done a job. Yeah. Like we spoke about square pegs in the round holes. I'm gonna give him a six point five. You know, you can't fault him. He, he, he's not, he didn't say he wants to play left-back. He's doing what he can for the team to help him out. It's a, it's a selfless task that he's doing. So 6.5, but, you know, he has a little individual 
lapses where he dives in or gets caught about position or he's too far upfield. But that happens with that comes with experience. I mean, he's I'm sure he's never thought that he was going to be playing against Chelsea or Bournemouth in the Premier League as a left back. So, you know, big ups to him for that, but six point five. Um we're gonna go to the midfield now, so I'll I'll kick off with that. Um Sebayos, you know, I'm gonna give him a seven. Yeah. Started off very strongly as a crowd favorite, Be very good on the ball, making things happen. You know, I called him um, Santi Cazola 2.0. But as the season wore on, I don't know if fatigue kicked in or if maybe his confidence got lacking or Emery wasn't playing him in the right position with the right players around him. So he peated off a bit. If he had to keep his form up from the start of the season, we would have found a different rating. But I'm going to give him a 7. Ozil, uh, you know, it's a very tricky one, but I'm going to give him a 5.5 mm. because he only came into the season quite late on. And up until Arteta came in, Arteta, um, um, Ozil was really nowhere to be found. Man City was a perfect example of why some people want Mesut Ozil to go. But then... You look at the Bournemouth game and you look at the the Chelsea game. He, he can pull the strings, but I think he just needs to work on his fitness a bit as well. Because uh, I think under Arteta, there's a bit more demands happening. But I can see his rating improving from a 5.5 if he keeps up those performances. To Raider, I'm going to give him a 6.5. He was played all over the place, struggled to find a position in the team. He, he was struggling with confidence for a long time. And you can see the moment Arteta came in, I think Arteta probably spoke to him and put his arm around him and told him, this is what I wanted to do. Because up until recently, Torreira, you could see, wasn't the same player. But now he had that same sharpness, that same pitbull-like tenacity of all over the field, putting his foot in. And he's yesterday as well, he gave, some, he gave a, a top performance at sliding tackles he gave in. So he's coming up. Hopefully he's, he stays in with us and doesn't get shipped off in January or he doesn't get like want to go back to Italy. So 6.5, but I do see a lot of improvement. Yeah. Um, with Anthony Maitland now, we're rating him as a as a midfielder because we're a defender. You can do it as both because look, he played quite a few of the cup games in midfield and then for part of the league game, campaign, He's also played now at right back. So, I mean, you can give a rating, which is you know, almost like a combined type of thing. I think a, a 6.5 for me. Um, yeah. Sometimes in the midfield, he got... I can't remember which Europa League game it was. It could have you know Victoria, where he got caught in the ball in no man's land. Like, he just turned and they, they, they intercepted. He also lacks awareness. So, there is a lot he brings to the team as you can see now with Arteta maybe as well one of the players that Arteta can get through to who he can coach and nurture to to play how he wants because I see a lot a big difference in Maitland now already I would have probably if it take me back two weeks three four weeks ago you would have gotten a slightly lower rating but it's boosted up to a a 6.5 because he's showing that there is um, improvement in his game and Yesterday, for me, he also did, he did quite well. I just awareness he needs to work on slightly. Um, Joe Willock, I'm going to give a six. Also started very well. Uh, that uh, it always been my head, that tackle against Newcastle on John Joe Shelby. 
where he just lost the ball and tracked back and just won the ball back immediately. But I don't know if it's confidence or... Because remember, as a youngster, if you've been put in a team that's losing every week or throwing every week, you're not going to ooze with confidence. So you will take a bit of a dip. So, yeah, that's that's my rating for Willock. Um, Gwen Doozy. I, I know you may uh, disagree slightly with me, but I'm going to give him a 7.5. You know, I, I know he has his bit of petulance, his, his moments of madness as well. Maybe it's the hairstyle like David Luiz. But I'm going to give him a, like I said, a 7.5. I just feel that he, a lot of times, he was pulling us through games consistently when, when the chips were down. You would see him, the only one looking and pulling the team to say, keep on going. And he sometimes took the game by the scruff of the neck, which sometimes we ask for in a player. So for me, I'm going to give him a 7.5. Um, Emil Smith-Rao. You know, I'm going to give him a 6. Uh, for most part, when he, he came in, he was uh, when he came in to do a job, he was consistent in what he did, but... There were times as well when he, when he came in and I didn't even realize he was playing. He has a lot to learn and a lot of promise. And I do see him, you know, if he, if he gets more opportunities under Arteta, if he does indeed, you know, they don't loan him out or anything. I, I do see him improving. Um, Granit Xhaka, I'm going to give him a six. Um, I know it might be a bit controversial, but I can't rate his... You know, he, the way he acted when he took off his top and you know, threw a strap, I can't really, you know, de- de- um, decline his rating because of that. I mean, it doesn't take away the football he's been playing. He gets it right when he keeps it basic. He will play a fantastic game if he keeps it basic, but sometimes he just gets caught in the ball, too slow to react, makes needless challenges, and puts the team under needless pressure sometimes. So, you know, he could have maybe gotten a bit of higher rating, but I'm going to give him a six. Okay, so my ratings for the midfield. Um, Sebayos, I'll give a 6.5 to. Um, you know, it started well, and but I think also with a with decline of the squad and, and I think that also the, the demands of, you know, match after match after match. I don't think his body was really used to that level of, of you know, even though he's at Madrid and that, I think that level was also like very demanding on his body. And I mean, since the squad was also out for uh, you know quite a chunk, so it meant he was almost like playing game after game. You know, and then I think that also just added up to him eventually getting crocked like with a, that hamstring strain. But you know, hopefully better things to come. Like I've seen he's now in like you know full training already. So, you know, I think his comeback should be, you know, you know it's already the start of the new year. Ozil, I've got a six. Uh, you know, for me, the straps outweigh the good performances. Um, I think there's it's just been too many. Where, you know, if he's in that, that sulky mood. And also what didn't help was this whole off-field drama that was going on between, um, or that inlet power struggle in a way with, with uh, Una Emery. That also didn't help. The team scores didn't help his scores either. Um, Torreira, I've given a seven. And Arteta, I think he could come good because, you know, he's playing now in that, that vital position that he did for Uruguay. And I think 
when you see the sort of energy he was, uh, you know, do, going about doing everything, like from tackles, tracking back, you know, trying to break up, you know, opponents' moves, and that, that looked really key to everything, because it seems he kind of got lost under Emery, because he didn't know whether he should do that old shielding job, or, you know, play as a number 10, or add extra bodies into the box, which, I mean, for me, he's just not cut out for. Um, Maitland-Niles, I gave a 6 to, uh, you know, still a better alternative right back. Not, you know, the best, but still a better alternative than what he is when he plays in midfield. Because, I mean, for me, he does actually more, uh, you know, damage, like in a positive sense, when he's playing as a right back than when he was used either as a holding midfield or as a winger. So, yeah, 6 for him. Then Willock, I gave a 6 as well. For me, you know... uh, Great season for him, if you think of, like, with age and, and he's coming from the academy and all that. But I think, for me, my biggest problem, especially the latter part of, of say, September, November, December, it's like his decision-making is, I find, it's more like costing us also at times. Because you can see that, you know, that, that look, he's got that, that true midfielder mind, you know, that they that, that keep on ticking. But I think at times when he has to make that cutthroat decision of either laying off or having a pop-it goal, that is where I think he has his biggest flaw. Um, Gwendozi, you know, one of my favorite players at Arsenal, but you know, for me it was heavy to, I gave him a 5.5 because I think for me, you know, I, I, I just had flashbacks when you gave your uh, uh, rating of him. I just was thinking, you know, you, you see that performance that he did against Villa where he almost like single-handedly carried the team. And then you look at this when he goes into that petulant mode where he's, you know, if he's not getting yellows and, and he's always, you know, when, when you're trying to get him away from action areas, like when the ref is now dealing with something, an incident, he's always there and he's always chirping away. And I'm thinking, you are still going to talk yourself, you're going to be on the yellow and you're going to still talk yourself into more trouble and you're going to get sent off just through that. So, I mean, that is where I find if he don't get his, his, his discipline in check, that's going to be his downfall at the club. Because, I mean, look, he's a fantastic player. I like him. You can see that he's, you know, super future ahead of him. You know, But he just needs to control the other temper and, you know, bite his tongue if, if things are not going his way. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe, I gave a five. I just think, like, seeing him now in the league, I mean, look, we've seen glimpses of him in the you know, Europa League and, and um, Carabao Cup. But I think at times when you watch him in the league especially, he looks totally out of depth. Because, uh, you know, when you're expecting a bit more from him, I mean, look, he did it the other time when he came out for Ozil. He was, you know, adding a bit more energy to the squad. But I think at times he's, I wouldn't say he's out of depth. Okay, maybe it's too harsh saying out of depth. But I think he sometimes gets overawed, you know, being like, no, finally, no, okay, I've made a year now, I've made the break, I'm here. And I think that is where he needs to, like, you know, need to kind of mellow out more. And almost like let his game talk the way he does in the academy courses. I mean, he is a fantastic player. Uh, Xhaka gave a six, a real turbulent season for him. I think his temperament also was eventually his downfall. But I think what also didn't help was when he had the, the, the fan base also, you know, getting more toxic towards him because look at the end oh before even that outburst it was getting to a point where people were getting almost like too personal about his personal life and I think that is wrong so you know 
look, there is talk now of him leaving already in January. And I mean, if it is, uh, I mean, I know Ateta wants to keep him to see the season out. But I mean, if he goes, you know, I honestly, I wish him and an art well for the future if he goes to Ata Berlin. So we have switched our attention now finally to the uh, strikers, attackers, wingers, as you want to call it. Lacazette, I gave a five to. Um, I'm really shocked at the decline of Lacazette. I mean, another one that, that I love watching, used to love watching him when he played for Lyon, used to love that first season or first few seasons at Arsenal where, you know, explosive finish, you know, crisp touches, smacking in goals from all angles. And this season, it just seems he does not look interested. In his, he looks, as I said last week, for the last podcast, he looks a bit heavy set, like, you know, not really fit enough. He's, and, and I mean, it all adds up to when you watch his, his first touch, his ball control is all over the place. The ball is like always bobbling when it comes, it was like flat to him. And I mean, just I just want to touch on that game, even like of yesterday, where he had a chance not to, you know, really smash one of the, like a real screamer that Obama queue up for him. And I mean, he ended up just fluffing it. Um, Obama Young, I gave a 6.5 to. I mean, without him, I don't know where we would have been because, I mean, he was even good or bad days. He's banging the goals still for us. Um, I, mean, I do find it a shame because, look, there is also talk of him now either walking away from contract extension talks. But, I mean, look, you can't just fault the guy. He's at the stage in his career because, look, this is also their job. And he probably also wants to get, you know, one more run inside the champ with a Champions League club. Um, Pepe, you know... 4.5 from me. Um, you know, another person you, you're willing all the best to. and But it's just, I don't know, it also goes hand in hand with the coaching. They must also, because look, we've got down to a stage where Emery has seen him, Freddie has seen him, Arteta has seen him, and still he can't force his way into the squad. So it tells you there is something seriously wrong in what is going down in training with him. Because, like, he shows in fits and starts yeah, when he has it, that 5 or 10, 15-minute cameos. But it's all like the course of a game. I don't think the, uh, the coaches are really trusting him, you know, with that sort of responsibility. But, I mean, you know, I hope when 2020 comes around, he can kick on to a new gear under the new coaches. Uh, Nelson, I gave a 5.5 to. At times, he, he also seems almost like overawed at, at where he is right now because... When I think of the reason also that played for Offenheim and I watched him there, he, you know, he started there also like a house on fire and then kind of petered out in the latter stages of Offenheim. We just became almost like a uh, alternate sub or whatever there. And now at Arsenal, like now he's got the opportunity, but you don't see that real, you know, sort of cutting edge that you expect from a winger. I mean, I just hope with that after the talk, that, that, that uh, Arteta's also had with him as a player and as probably a person as well, that can almost like settle him more because he actually looked more confident yesterday. I mean, he, he did, f- uh, you know, fizzle out somewhat at the end, but I mean, he was almost like a bit of a dynamo at the end, like in that game throughout yesterday. Um, and Martinelli, for me, who, I mean, along with Leno, for me, the pick of the bunch of the players, <coughs> excuse me, because I've given him also eight. Somebody that's you know, it's like watching the the Energizer or the Duracell bunny when you watch him. He's always running. He's always giving his all. You know, sometimes the chips are down. The game is almost like gone already. And he's still running and trying to get us somehow into the game again. And I mean, that I honestly respect of him as a player and as a person as well. 
So yeah, that was my ratings. Uh, let me go with like I said over here. I'll give him a, a five. Like you mentioned, not the same player we had last season or even the season before that. It just seems like everything's a chore for him. You know, stopping the ball, he's not doing it correctly. And he, he had that cool as a cucumber when he was, you know, when he's on top form. But at the moment, he's, like you said, he's choking his shot, hitting over the poles. And you you brought it up to our attention in preseason already. You you found, like I said, it wasn't that sharp. So I don't know if it's that he's lacking motivation or is his head elsewhere? Is he having maybe talk somewhere else, you know, to leave by the... But by, by June, maybe there's already talk something happening. So I'm going to give him a five. I mean, he can do better. Abameyang, I'm going to give him a seven because without his goals, we would probably be also in a relegation scrap. If you take Leno and him out the team, I don't even know where we are in the log. I don't want to know. But his, his overall game's improved. I think. Even under Arteta, you see him now tracking back. I mean, he was, I could even have rated him as a left back because yesterday he was, you know, tackling well, getting stuck in. And I think maybe Arteta could change his mind about staying. I'm hoping. I know I could be having a pipe dream over here, but I, there is definitely some sort of in, in more energy in his game. He seems more willing to play. But obviously, it's the results business. And if we keep on going this way, you know, like you said, you could be out. So, so I'm going to give him a seven. Pepe, I'm going to give a four. You know, it's, uh, I know you and I have our private chats. But he's slowly starting to remind me of Jovino that just doesn't have that end product for us. Where he can take on two, three players and you will just lose his head and into the player or not give a good final product and he's he needs to work on his weaker foot I know some players can uh, do very well just playing with their one foot but it just comes too predictable at times where he will sometimes be in a good position where he could have just crossed to his right or just you know put his foot through the ball where he will turn and slow the game down and it just seems like he hasn't hit his straps yet I thought maybe his goal against West Ham would have kicked his performance to the next level, but it just seems like he just can't get started. It was like a car going uphill in like third gear. Um, then we're going to go to Reese Nelson. I'm going to give him a, a 5.5. At times, he shows flashes of brilliance where he can take, take on a player, but it's like too far and few in between. And what I sometimes dislike of his game is he sometimes runs himself into a blind alley. Like, instead of you know, trying to slow the game down and bring other players into play, he almost runs into no man's land and gets himself an isolated figure. Like you mentioned, maybe under Arteta, because he's still young, Arteta can improve his game and maybe we can, like you mentioned, see the Reese Nelson from Offenheim. Then um, Martinelli, I'm going to give him an 8 as well. It's just, when you see this guy on the field, you feel like something's going to happen. Like, the fact that he's displaced, like, I mean, he's taken, like, like I said, his place, yeah. says, speaks, speaks volumes already. And if you can just keep on this form going, and when he's back in again, this form going, I see a lot of goals happening, especially with the likes of Ozil coming back in the team and around him, and um, Aubameyang leading the line with maybe... 
with Saka or okay, Saka's not gonna left back, but if you have like I said, or not like I said, I want to have um, Martinelli, Aubameyang, and then I would give Nelson a shout over like I said at the moment. So those three for me, I think, can cause a lot of damage with their pace and determination and their work rate off the board. That's most important. So Martinelli is also cool as a cucumber. And I give you also a lot of respect for mentioning him before everybody else really got to see him. So, yeah, eight for him. Then we go to Una Emre. Um, I'm going to give him a four. Uh, it just seemed that starting off relatively well, you saw maybe thinking that the season would be different, getting a 1-0 win away at St. James's Park, and then beating was it Burnley our second game and then coming to Liverpool you had kind of a plan we didn't play too badly like after losing to Liverpool you thought you know we can kick on from here but it just seemed that he lost the dressing room he wasn't strong enough to and confident enough and bold enough to to make the change that was needed and it just seemed like he fell into a, a pit that he couldn't get out of and ultimately led to his demise and for me, Ljungberg and Arteta, I won't be able to really give a rating for because I think they given too little games at the moment to you know truly give a rating. Uh, for me, Emre, I'll give a three. Um, as you said, I really thought he was going to kick on from 2018-19 season. I was, you know, I, I had really high hopes. You know, seeing the preseason, everything looked you know slick and fine. You know the. Planning with the, the new season also looked awesome, and then you see saw the ga- those games and you said, okay, look, the Newcastle game was laboured, but you got the result. And then same goes with the Burnley game, but then it was like after that, then you started seeing it was like all those cracks. The way the season ended, you saw that cracks appearing now already, the start of the season. And I mean, like for me, you know, as much as you appreciate him stepping in to take this job, which you know eventually proved to be bigger than he probably imagined. Um, I just think he brought a hell of a lot. I'm not talking now, say, with players and that personal things that I'm not going to get into now. But I just think the brand of football he brought for this, like, the 1920-20 season, it was just total negative football because it's almost like we would go either, like, one ahead or two ahead, and then he would just have them kind of shut down or I don't know how the players were reacting to what he's now coaching them, but... I found it, 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 it was a very negative brand of football. And it was like, even for bit, we're going a goal down. Then you, you wonder if it's an even bigger task to climb to climb that mountain. Because then you knew with the, with the sort of football we're playing, then it wasn't like you would rather take that 1-0 defeat than thinking, okay, we can try to still get something out of this. So, I mean, I'm a, all in all, from being somebody that was overjoyed in joining uh, two years, like about two years ago, to see what he had panned to now, you know, our, it's almost like a, a shadow of uh, the figure that I now expected him to turn out to be. So, yeah, three from me. And as you said now, look, we can't rate really Freddie much. And Arteta, this is almost like his season like starts now. So um, I'll also end off now. Um, I wish you guys a fantastic 2020. Let's just hope things now start, you know, I mean, gosh, a test to somehow go our way sometime. So, you know, let's just hope all for the best for the club as well. Because, I mean, we don't want to end up being in a relegation scrap going into the latter part of 2020. 
So, you know, come on, Arsenal. Let's, you know, pull ourselves together. Let's get behind the manager. Let's also get behind the players and, you know, what Arteta has planned for us for the coming, uh, you know, the coming season. So, come on, you Gunners. Onwards and upwards from here. <laughs>